when our students are solving business problems, you know, they're managing, they're leading, they're solving business problems, they're trying to innovate within a company. I, I think they've got to do that at an intersection of, of technology, data, people, and process. Excellence, professionalism, innovation, and collegiality. These are the values the Sam M. Walton College of Business explores in education, business, and the lives of people we meet every day. I'm Matt Waller, Dean of the Walton College, and welcome to the Be Epic podcast. I have with me today Brent Williams, who is the interim dean of the Sam M. Walton College of Business, and he has been with the University of Arkansas for many years. Um, he actually got his master's degree um, from the University of Arkansas in logistics and supply chain, and then he got his Ph.D. in 2008 from the University of Arkansas, and then he went to TCU, Texas Christian School University, which is the Neely School of Business, and then he was at Auburn University, and then he came here uh, to Walton College uh, once again uh, back in 2011. He has also served as chair of the Department of Supply Chain Management. He served as uh, interim chair of the Department of Marketing, associate dean, and now interim dean. So, Brent, from being a master's student to a Ph.D. student to lots of different administrative positions and faculty positions, including in two different departments, and then associate dean, you've had a wide range of responsibilities um, in, your, in your career here. So you're, you're, you're very well prepared uh, to be interim dean, but thank you for letting me interview you today. <clears throat> Well, thanks for having me, and a lot of that opportunity to get a real broad set of experiences is due to you. Uh, you've always allowed me the ability to try new things and uh, and be a part of the new initiatives that we're taking on, so you deserve most of the credit for that. Well, I have to say, I always look for people who are high performers and have lots of ability and deliver, and you have done that um, the entire time I've known you, going back uh, 20 years. I know. Um, can you believe it? No, I, I remember clearly still to this day when you and Jennifer came to my office considering getting a master's degree. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and, uh, and you still let me in after that, conver <laughs> after that conversation. That was uh, really, uh, it, was, it was clear to me that you would be a great, uh, choice. I I actually was already thinking at that point. I, I think I even told Suzanne afterwards that I thought you would be a good professor. Mm -hmm. So, um, well, you are right that you know it's kind of rare, particularly in one institution. I have, you know, uh, been at a couple of other institutions, but to get to be a student, to be a faculty member, to be a department chair, to be associate dean, senior associate dean, and now interim dean. That's that's pretty rare to get to see um, an organization from that many dimensions. Yeah, and of course, working together over the years, I mean, 
I have brought you into my most strategic endeavors everywhere. I mean, even when you were a student and we worked on the big project with General Mills and Walmart, you were the one really doing the work mm -hmm. and from the very beginning. Well, I've I've loved those challenges, but it's been particularly fun to work with you. And uh, in some ways, this change is going to be uh, a really big change for probably both of us. We've worked yeah. very, very closely together for 20 years. Absolutely. Well, and you also have helped a lot with the accreditation of the college, um, the strategic planning. Um, you've led these things, but you've also taken leadership roles in the founding of the Macmillan Innovation Studio. Um, and if you're listening you don't know what that is, you should look it up. It's an amazing um, offering that we have. We also have Walton College at 2nd and Main in downtown Little Rock where we offer exec ed. You headed that up. Um, and you've done many other things. But in addition to that, you've uh, been a great researcher. You've published in top journals like Journal of Business Logistics, Journal of Operations Management, Production Operations Management, Decision Sciences, and other top journals in, in our field. So again, um, you've done so much to prepare you uh, for this that uh, most deans, in my opinion, um, and I'm aware of deans getting positions all the time, haven't had the breadth of experiences you've had and are successful researchers. Because you can find some that have a lot of experience broadly, but they're not great researchers or vice versa. Mm. You've been able to, to do both, and we need that in a leader. You know, I think that one reason, there's a couple of reasons for that, I think. One, of having great co-authors and an excellent network and and we've got uh, we've got a track record of great PhD students coming through the Department of Supply Chain Management. You know that, and you know being able to work with PhD students, even as a department chair or an associate dean, or in your case, dean, um, you know that gives you the ability to really stay engaged. But also, and you 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 taught me this. You it was maybe inadvertent, but you taught it to me. You taught me that. <clears throat> Working with industry and research could create synergies. And sometimes that gets missed in, in our industry, right? We did lots of projects starting when I was a master's student, particularly when I was a doctoral student, and since then with industry partners that that I think created thought leadership. I think it it helped our partners improve their businesses and we've published them. And, you know, I don't know, I think that's been that's been probably the secret sauce, probably for both of us as researchers. Definitely. I, you know, <clears throat> I always part of the reason I've always had that orientation is that, you know, in academics, we're supposed to be building theory. A lot of times when people hear theory, they think that means something that's not relevant, but it really means an ability to explain, describe and predict Whatever the phenomena is, could be forecasting, could be supply chain design, it could be marketing, whatever it is, mm -hmm. theory is actually, good theory is helpful. I think the challenge is so much theory tends to be built in a vacuum, whereas what we're trying to do is to be engaged with the real world and solve real problems and develop theory 
in areas that are where it's really needed to solve problems. Couldn't agree more. <clears throat> you know, and Matt, I believe, I think you believe the same. Our, we have a lot of advantages as the Walton College of Business. We do. But maybe the most, you know, our best competitive advantage is our connection to industry. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's some universities and business schools in bigger markets than we're in. But the connectivity of business in this community um, and the openness to collaborate is a real advantage. It is. It's unusual. Um, I had a dean at a really high, highly ranked business school um, that isn't close to a lot of business. They're close to some big cities, but, you know, he told me, he said, if you all could just have our buildings and we could have your connections to industry. And I thought, wow, I would rather have my connections to industry. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> it, it not only helps us do a better job in research, but it also helps us do a better job of teaching, and it helps us do a better job of placing students in great jobs. Couldn't agree more. Um, and again, synergies amongst those things. But as you know, you know, critical to our mission is um, is transforming lives. You know, we say in our vision statement, we're a catalyst for transforming lives. We we don't say that we do it alone, right? I mean, that catalyst right. word is something I've been thinking a lot about lately. You know, and we we create the the platform for it to happen but you know faculty and industry partners are a really really key part of that equation you know brent um i want to shift gears here and look ahead a little bit and people always say as long as i've been around the world is changing Hmm. business is changing and it's changing faster than it used to be And so you could say, well, then people always think that, whatever stage they're in. And I won't belabor the point, but there's lots of evidence that the rate of change has been steadily increasing since the Industrial Revolution. Mm -hmm. And, you know, many people think we're entering into another Industrial Revolution because of certain technologies that are being created. These changes create a new situation. And I think as a business school, I know you have been giving this a lot of thought. You've been thinking about how should a business school change in light of the changes that we're seeing in the economy. Would you mind speaking to that a little bit? <clears throat> yeah, as you as you know, um, I, I agree completely, right, that we are uh, entering into a new phase of change, even more rapid rapid change. And, you know, if I just stop and pause on students um, and how do we prepare them, I guess that's really what's on my mind is not only how do we prepare them for the first job, but how do we really prepare them to succeed in the long run? And um, I believe as we, as we think about our roles in that, I, I think that I think currently and particularly in the future, when our students are solving business problems, I would say, you know, they're managing, they're leading, they're solving business problems, they're trying to innovate within a company. I think they've got to do that at an intersection of of technology, data, people, and process. 
You know, and, and I think maybe it hasn't been that long ago that we, our mindset, and I, I think it's mindset that's going to be critical for our students. But I, th- I think, you know, you could think about solving business problems at the intersection often of process and people. Um, but we know today uh, that you have to intersect with that technology and data. And, and oh, yeah, by the way, I don't think you can think about solving a business problem purely with technology and data absent of people in process. Um, and so I think it's really teaching students to lead, manage, and solve problems at that intersection is what's going to be so critical. And, you know, I don't know that that means that we can teach them every emerging technology, but we have, they have to have a mindset, you know, to where they get exposure with us, they understand how it's being applied, and then they have the curiosity to go learn and apply in new ways that either they've not seen or really haven't even been invented yet. And then as leaders of people, and most of our students will lead people in some way, shape, or form, I think they've then got to think about how do they bring people alongside that change, you know, and help the people harmonize with the technology in a way that that improves the life of that person and improves the overall uh, profitability of the organization. You know, Brent, um, your point is so spot on, you know, and sometimes you see business schools saying, well, we don't want to teach current technology because it's going to go away. But I've always thought, well, no, you do because that technology might go away, but the ability to learn a new technology and then apply it to a new problem is valuable. Yeah. um, I was telling this story yesterday, Matt. Um, Before I started the master's program, I don't know if you remember this. Um, I'm sure I went through a university orientation. I don't exactly remember that. What I do remember is you making sure that I went and spent time at Walmart, uh, learning the processes and technology I shadowed, basically. And that technology is not used anymore. Was that valuable for 20 years for me? Yes. Right. Because I started to see how the technology, the people in the process were interacting with one another. Um, So I think I, I think that's a flawed way of thinking of just because the technology Maybe it doesn't stick, or maybe it ends up getting applied in ways that we don't think it's going to be applied today. Again, I think it's about that mindset, you know, of at that intersection. Well, you know, when you went, <clears throat> and I remember when, when I asked you to go to Walmart and spend time in replenishment, um, at that time we were doing research on replenishment. I had been doing research on it as well, and... I had the benefit of always, I had been in so many situations where I'd actually been involved with a company, touching the technology, trying to figure out how to improve what they're doing. And so when you spent time at Walmart in replenishment, it is true you were exposed to a a technology that isn't being used now. Um, I would argue it probably is one of the best technologies still out there for mm-hmm. <laughs> for replenishment. Um, 
And, uh, you know, one good thing about learning a new technology like that and seeing how people interact with it, I remember one of the things you learned from it, again, this is over, this is 20 years ago about, but was that the users, this is an important point, many of the users of that great technology for replenishment forecasting didn't, because they, in, in some cases, they really understood the theory of inventory management forecasting. They could apply it well. But there were some people in any organization that's using replenishment and forecasting technology. They don't understand the theory behind it. And as a result, they're kind of like a mindless. They'll say, oh, if I change this variable, maybe if I increase the time between replenishments, we'll have fewer stockouts. Mm -hmm. And it's true, but you don't want to increase safety stock that way, um, which is essentially what it's doing. It's forcing safety stock, but then it's throwing off all kinds of other variables. Mm -hmm. And um, so if you really understand the theory, you think, okay, I could have more inventory in between replenishments. That'll increase my fill rate through for the year. Or I can increase um, my safety stock, or I could make the lead time shorter, or I could, in, in, the, in the real world, not in the system. But I remember you really understood that after having gone through that, that process. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, and I think that then is the benefit to us as professors is it helps motivate us to teach this material because we realize, oh, they really need to understand this. Because mm-hmm. you see people misapplying these ideas and practice so often. Yes, and I, and I think that when you think about our student experience, this is why I think, you know, I think our College of Business, at least I'm going to speak for, I think creates tremendous value. Um, now, uh, I think that students can, some get more value out of that opportunity than the other, but when I think about the real sweet spot, you know, I think about a student who is getting the most out of the classroom, you know, and hey, some of those concepts may have held true for decades. Yeah. You know, um, and then take that into a work environment. And more and more we find our students are working while they're in school, which I encourage and I know you do too. Um, we want them in internships. We want them in co-ops. Um, but really what we want is the ability to take what's being learned and apply it and understand it in application, whether that application succeeds or fails, and then bring that back into the classroom in a way that informs the learning. And now you have a loop that is really, really meaningful. Um, and so I think I learned that not only in that experience, but I learned it doing internships, um, and I've learned it throughout my life in terms of learn, apply, learn, apply. And I think it's just a really important part of the experience that our students have uh, the ability to access. Well, you know, the other thing that's interesting that I think sometimes people don't think about, but when you've got a dean who not only has been involved in the school, but has been involved in industry, I mean, you know executives at all these companies around here, the suppliers, the big three, the big four, counting um, ArcBest and um, others. I mean, that 
helps glue bring the glue to the school if if you were if you didn't have that experience you wouldn't even know necessarily what the size of the opportunity was mm-hmm. in terms of internships i know mm-hmm. internships are really important to you they are uh, they are uh, and that's something that has grown and developed for me over time and i think it i think it's I think it's the experience of teaching, engaging with students, mentoring them. Um, but then being out in industry, you know, every single week in some way, shape or form, uh, both of us have been, uh, you know, you get to see you get to see those in industry talking about, you know, the contribution that those students can make. You know, and I'll say my my time at the Walton College, it has allowed me to work with all the companies here in northwest Arkansas. Um, the large companies, and you're right, we've got relationships with all of them. When I think back to um, our decision to found Walton College at Second and Main in Little Rock, um, this was a great experience for me. I'm from Arkansas. I grew up in Arkansas. Um, and, you know, so it's probably something I wanted to do intrinsically. I think I was intrinsically motivated by it. Uh, I think the benefit that I don't know that I anticipated was the ability to now have those relationships in central Arkansas and throughout the state. So, you know, you think about uh, the Stevens organization in Little Rock uh, that has been so meaningful to this state. Uh, Arkansas Blue Cross Blue Shield, the hospital systems. Uh, you know, I could keep going on and on, but that's really important. And then, you know what, there's some great businesses, particularly agriculturally focused uh, in the Delta of Arkansas. And, you know, I want our students connected to all of that in some way, shape or form. And I think work experiences and internships is um, if, if, if an executive asked me, how can I help the Walton College? There's lots of ways, uh, but probably my first ask is going to be hire an intern. I agree with you. And, you know, if you have kids that are in college or going to be in college soon, you have this feeling. I mean, what parent doesn't want their kid in great internships, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I, I was just... Uh, I was just uh, talking to uh, a parent um, who has a, a kid at not not in the Walton College, but at a, another SEC business school, and she was relating to me because uh, they also have a kid here. Um, the difference in terms of the ability to get great internships with unbelievable companies, or even an internship with a early stage company because we have the venture intern program mm-hmm. if you're listening to this and you know someone that might be interested you can look that up the venture mm-hmm. intern program which i love because i mean it's wonderful if you can get an experience with an early stage company and a big company absolutely and i remember back to the little rock thing something that needs to be said is uh i was trying to figure out where to put my effort geographically because um, I can't remember how this happened, but somehow I realized the Walton College is doing great in Northwest Arkansas, but we need to venture outside of Arkansas. And you actually were the one that said, I would really focus on Central Arkansas to start with. And I thought, 
well, that would be great, but how? And then, of course, I had that meeting with uh, Warren Stevens, and he really opened the opportunity for us to do mm-hmm. that. He did. <clears throat> he, he truly did. I think he saw an opportunity for us. You were willing to uh, take the risk and say yes. And, um, and then I was in a position to be able to help make it happen. Yeah. Um, and, and that, if you recall, it started with building relationships and, um, you know, uh, and in doing that, you know, I think we've gotten more of our students hired. Uh, I know we've succeeded in executive education. Mm -hmm. Um, which, which is our main focus there. Uh, we are providing non-credit education uh, and working directly, customizing programs with companies, uh, using the expertise in the Walton College. And, uh, and I know it's worked uh, because we increasingly engage with organizations that I actually probably never would have thought possible. Um, many of them are our state uh, governmental organizations that we've had a chance to assist. Um, which makes our state better off, uh, but also, you know, many, many companies there. But it does all come back to building those relationships. And, uh, and, and Mr. Stevens was, was truly the one that made that happen. You know, and I remember um, early on, we got a, uh, a new client in uh, Little Rock, a big one. And I was talking, I can't remember who it was, I was talking to, but one of the executives, you'll know this story, Maybe you were there. Um, and I said, how did you find out about us? And they said that they were just walking down the street and saw Walton College of Second May and thought, what is this? I don't remember if they went in or they Googled it, but somehow they found out about it. And it led to one of our biggest clients. That, that's exactly right. You know, so I think it's... Uh... I think, you know, and for us, it's probably a lesson for us as administrators and leaders of colleges. Um, I mean, it is very, very important to be present, you know, throughout our state and engaged uh, with business uh, because you just never know what opportunity that that's going to lead to. You really don't. Um, And that uh, gets to another point, you know. We've talked about technology and, and the future, but you, you've been leading our strategic planning development. Mm-hmm. And um, would you mind speaking to that a little bit, just yeah. in terms of how you went about it and then what we're going to be doing in the future? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we did uh, revise our strategic plan um, about a little over a year ago. And, you know, we decided to that we thought the best thing to do to move forward was to develop a stakeholder focused plan uh, that was really relatively short term in, in nature. And so, you know, in doing that, we really looked at key stakeholders, our students, our faculty, uh, our business and alumni partners, and then society at large and uh, and and identified with with a fairly extensive group of faculty and staff that were served as conduits to all the departments and units of like what were really some important things that we could accomplish uh, that would that would make the Walton College even more valuable to our stakeholders and those as you well know right those stakeholders are broad um, you know it's it's our faculty and staff 
it's our students, it's our parents, it's our alumni, uh, it's the businesses throughout this state, and, you know, it's the state of Arkansas. Uh, so there's a broad set of stakeholders that we serve. Um, and, you know, I think, Matt, as we go into as we go into next year, there's really a few things that we're from that strategic plan that we're really going to focus on uh, over the next year. We've already talked about one of those, and it's 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 that student experience in making sure that that internships and work opportunities and experiential learning opportunities uh, are there for our students that complement what's happening in the classroom. You know, um, it those things complement each other. So when you've got a wonderful faculty like we have, um, and then and then you have these experiences, I really think you truly create value for students and families. Um, and then, you know, I really want us to be able to build on the platform that I feel like you've established, and that's our graduate programs. As you know, uh, well know, you, you made this happen. Uh, we've been able to stand up many master's programs that are specialized uh, and that provide working professionals with skills they need, whether that be in analytics, supply chain, marketing, uh, coming up soon, product innovation. Uh, and that goes alongside an amazing executive MBA program uh, that is remarkably healthy, uh, that serves professionals not only in Northwest Arkansas, our state, and actually beyond that, and our full-time MBA program. Um, I just I think in our graduate programs, we have the opportunity now to take that platform and grow it and share it with more people. And, uh, and I think particularly, you know, you go back to the rate of change in business, um, I think these master's programs offer a wonderful opportunity for a professional that it may have been a while, you know, so since they've been in college, they're probably learning all, all on their own along the way. A graduate program can accelerate that learning. Um, and so that's really important. Uh, I think a, a third thing that's really important for us is to grow our research impact. Um, and I didn't necessarily say grow you know, our research. I really think that research is the core of who we are as, as faculty members. And you know, there's ways we can share that. And you mentioned theory building, and that is remarkably important. And that's why we publish in academic journals. It's why we want that work to be cited and be built upon. And we are knowledge builders as faculty. Uh, but there's other ways to let that research have an impact. Um, and I'm thinking about this now. You've done all of these, and so have I. Uh, you know, our faculty are a tremendous resource to businesses in our area for consulting when needed, if they need specific expertise. Uh, we've talked about executive education. You know, executive education really can't happen without the deep expertise in the college. So yes. you're actually utilizing the research as the base that creates expertise that now gets shared through consulting, executive education, through our publishing, through funded research projects with companies. Uh, so I think just continuing to broaden the research impact. Those are the three things that I think are really important for us right now. Well, you know, Brent, uh, you're taking over leadership of the college at a time when Northwest Arkansas is 
booming. Um, business here is succeeding in many, many different ways, many, many different ways. And a time when you know, the population's growing, uh, it's hard to buy a house here, it's hard to build a house here. <laughs> uh, but um, people are optimistic here. Mm -hmm. You know, you compare it to so many places I go in the United States. You know, in a lot of places you go, people don't feel an identity with the place they live. Mm -hmm. um, here they do. And, um, but the level of optimism out there shocks me. And that's something you can't conjure up. Mm-hmm. What, what do you think about that and how that affects the college? I think it's a tailwind for us. I really do. Um, I agree with you. I couldn't agree more um, that there is an optimism here, you know, and, uh, and there's a pride here. And, um, and I think that's true about Northwest Arkansas and our state, you know, um, and we benefit. There is absolutely no doubt do. that, you know, we've talked about all the things we try to do. Um, but the community and the state around us is a tailwind. Um, and this place is growing, and it's increasingly a wonderful place not only to work but to live. You know, the amount of outdoor recreation opportunities that exist, uh, my, you know, a few miles from in, where any of us where we live. And actually right outside this building, there's a mountain biking trail right and that that we can hop on and ride the greenway is literally steps from here that we could ride 40 miles uh, if we want to and there's opportunities to climb and paddle and all of those things and you know i believe that people want to be a part of this place and and i think that that's part of success in attracting great faculty and staff uh, people increasingly know this is a wonderful place to live and be and then you know, young people and their families realize this is a great place to spend your college career. So it, you know, we, Matt, I feel like the Walton College is tremendously fortunate uh, to be a part of this region and state. Well, you know, and you, I've talked about all the things you've done in Northwest Arkansas and the college and, and Little Rock, but you grew up in Newport mm -hmm. um, and you went to Lyon College in Arkansas. So really your experience and preparation for leading the college um, in the state, you know, there could be other people prepared, but um, you're prepared in this state. You know this state. Um, and I know that, uh, I mean, I'm not from here. I grew up in Kansas City, Missouri, moved here from Michigan, lived in Pennsylvania before that. And you still know more about the state of Arkansas than I do, and I've lived here for 30 years. Um, and I love it. I mean, it's wonderful. Uh, but I know you've got ideas about how to even reach out to the rest of the state, not mm -hmm. just – and you've already been doing it. You've already been engaged in it. Would you mind speaking to that? Yeah, I, I, think, I think you're right. You know, um, I, I'm fortunate to be from here. I love it. You know, I grew up in a small town in east Arkansas in an area that – you know, Northwest Arkansas is beautiful. Uh, in my opinion, you know, that area of Arkansas has, it own, has its own unique beauties. Um, and, you know, the economy there is quite different, you know, and, and the areas like uh, 
like agriculture and the steel industry that's emerging in northeast Arkansas, you know, are vibrant. And then you have like the forestry industry in in South Arkansas. So, you know, I think there's ways for us to increasingly connect uh, to those industries. And, you know, the fortunate thing for us, you know, we talked about the tailwinds of Northwest Arkansas and our state. Our alumni um, are truly a tailwind as well. Um, They care. They do. They care about the success of this institution. They care about the success of the University of Arkansas. And I think ultimately they care about our student success. And um, I think the connectivity of this state um, is pretty rare. Um, You know, the ability for you, Matt, as uh, having been the dean of the Walton College for uh, eight years, to probably reach any person in this state so easily is is a really rare thing. And so I hope to be able to capitalize on those relationships as well. Absolutely. Well, Brent, um, thank you for all your service to the college over the past, uh, I was going to say eight years, but it's been longer than that because you've really been here for 20 years. And it's things you did even as a student contributed to where we are today and the successes we've had. Uh, But thank you for all you've done, and I look forward to serving as a professor under your leadership. Well, you've been a huge reason for any success I've had, so thank you, Matt. On behalf of the Sam M. Walton College of Business, I want to thank everyone for spending time with us for another engaging conversation. You can subscribe by going to your favorite podcast service and searching Be Epic, B-E-E-P-I-C.